The Brothers of the Road are back. Oh, we are back and ready to attack episode three. We hope y'all have been enjoying the show. Gosh, I hope they have too. I do too. Uh, you know what? If they're listening right now, apparently they have been. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. If we've kept you this long. And you know what they say? The third time. It's a charm. Yeah, it is. We've been, uh, we've been, we just got back from Michigan. We've had a, we've had a super busy past week. Gosh, Michigan got buck wild. Michigan was buck wild. We had a bunch of friends up there. We had Danielle Root, Danielle one of our Root. patrons. Yeah, she was up there with her with She's her on family. Our Patreon, John Hale, who's John also Hale on our Patreon. Uh, and Denny Willis was up there. Denny Willis, Ray Willis's nephew. Yeah, and uh, we've got a lot of Ray Willis's songs actually. So it was yeah. cool. We got to do some of them there in uh, Michigan for him. That was a good trip. Chuck. It was his wife they're all great people yeah the, the belleville bait shop the best food in belleville the only place i've ever ate in belleville yeah yeah no so it's, maybe it's, maybe it's, if the food's super good there's somewhere better but i don't think it uh, I no it. no chuck is like daryl singletary's ex road manager yeah, and apparently like guy fieri's protege <laughs> yeah he is taste food and ex ex police officer back to blue yeah you know what i he's, mean he's repping the blue line yeah uh, good people. We had a great time up there. And then we got back and we ended up going and playing for Mike Wolf at we his did. Cars and Coffee event here in uh, here in Columbia. And that event is amazing. It's a little struggle because we have to wake up at about the ass crack of dawn. 6 a.m., friends. Which is right there where that crack starts at dawn. Yep. That's where it is for us. And we get up. We go down there. We're usually not in a wonderful mood. We get down there, and the people get us in a good mood. Just talking uh, about it's making me sleepy. I know. And because uh, last last time we went to bed at about four a.m. Yeah, we got up Saturday about six a.m. Yeah, it was and, a good. Time. But it was a good time. You play three hours. You just sit there and you get to play uh, your acoustic guitar, and you get to meet yeah. people, and you get to see some super cool cars. That was a long day though, because we did that. Mike Wolf didn't show up because Mike Wolf, while we were picking, he was picking. Yeah, he was he, about he American, was American picking. picking. And we were Tennessee picking. We were Tennessee picking. Mike was American folks. picking. Uh, it was out. a long day. It was a long day because right after that, we had to go shoot guns for our cousin Hefe's birthday. Pow. That was a doggone good time. Oh, my gosh. Can you spell G-O-O-D? Yeah. Time. Yeah, it was. And it, uh, oh, we also had a gig at the local in Nashville, Tennessee, booked that night. We had no drummer. We had no drummer? As a joke, we told our cousin Scott slash manager Scott, Boy, wouldn't it be funny if Cactus Moser uh, from Highway 101 would want to sit in? Now, Cactus happens to be Winona Judd's husband, manager, drummer. Our manager, Scott, sends Cactus a message. He says, hey, want to play three hours of country covers tonight in Nashville with the boys? He goes, little phone call. Phone call comes on. Our cousin Scott answers, throws it on speakerphone. It's Winona Judd. She goes, as his manager, I think he should take the gig. And bingo, here comes Cactus. He shows up in a super cool rhinestone, rhinestone shirt, yeah. a cowboy hat, and he was ready to drum. And he killed it. He did a damn good job. He had a good time. We all did. We had a blast. We had Johnny Isaacs there with us. We did? 
We had we Gage. Had Gage, brother Gage. Uh, uh, Jonathan Reynolds over there mashing down on the pedal steel. Yeah, and Cacti back there just whooping it on the drum. He had a drum that, like, you turned the snare drum, and it changed tunings. Yeah. Yeah. Cactus was, was, he, was uh, he was in the zone. Yeah, uh, and, he, did, uh, he, did, he did a damn good job. I've never seen a snare drum like he had. No. I thought it was amazing. I brought it up several times to him, and he was kind enough to speak with me every time about it and tell yeah. me about it. He so, said he's got a, several of them, yeah. and they're rare drums. So, yeah. Anyway, that was uh, that was a blast. Uh, Local's always fun. We also, this, we also, this week, if you are in Nashville, we're going to be playing Whiskey Jam on uh, on Thursday. Whiskey and Jam so, is a good time. It is at Winters over there off of Demonbrian, uh, down by in Midtown. Yeah. And uh, gosh, that is a good time. Whiskey Jam. Ward Gunther puts on this incredible event, and uh, oh yeah, and it's amazing. They're actually they're, now he takes it on tour with like Luke Combs, and he does a huge outdoor one that a bunch of huge stars play. Justin Moore just played it. Uh, Our friend Will Jones just played the Will big Jones one. Will Jones played the big one. Yeah. yeah. And Will Jones is doing a lot of cool stuff too. Yes, he so, is. So, yeah, we're going to be at Whis- Whiskey Jam. I think it starts at 8.40 p.m. on Thursday, which is tomorrow night. Well, if you're listening, like, when the show comes out, yeah, which true. we hope you are. Which we hope you're listening. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the date for that will be the 20... What's the date? Fourth. The 24th. Yeah. It'll be the 24th. Yeah. So. Come on out and see us, y'all. August 24th. We want to see Jam. you. Uh, today, uh, today's episode is about a whole, the trials and tribulations of what we like to call the Bristol run. Gosh, the Bristol run. You know, the Bristol run started pretty crazy because we were just coming back from playing Dirty Dick Saloon in Belmont, Nevada. Yeah. To eight people, maybe eight or nine people. If there was that many, and I don't think that we had a, uh, I don't think we even had a PA up at Dirty Dick's. But uh, we'll get we'll get we'll get deep into all of the all of the craziness that has happened on our Bristol run because it it gets deep. Before we get into anything, I'm going to have to do just a little something special, and that Come is on. and that is thank the kind folks down there at Tefcoat in Bentonville, Arkansas. They got 20 years of experience with custom tumbler cups, spray-in bed liner, and waterproofing. So go give them a visit at toughcoatbentonville.com or call that famous phone number 479-715-6039. Schedule your appointment. Have them spray your bed. Get that bed liner that you've been wanting and dreaming of. Have your wife buy it for your birthday or buy it for your wife. Have Maybe have them spray your Jeep. Uh, he's got a Matching really cool Jeep. Matching ones he, when I was for there. an anniversary anniversary matching matching yep. jeeps or matching bed liners whatever you need the people of tough coat they'll do whatever you want them to they truly will because uh, they're those kind of people they strive with a total commitment for sat- uh, customer satisfaction they do and that's just what they do uh, they're great people they've been helping us out for years they look out for us they keep us on the road they show keep would the not podcast be going. possible without them it would not be possible whatsoever and the owner jeff is he's good people you know what you his family there ain't enough gold no. in the world to fill his heart up that's that is his heart's made of pure gold yeah yeah it's true and uh and we love them we love the folks at tough coat they're a big family down there and uh they get the job done and they get it done right yes, so do. go visit them toughcoatbentonville.com or call 479-715-6039 matt can you do me a favor and cue the intro you got it boogie boogie you're listening to Brothers of the Road. Our whole life, people have felt like there was something intriguing about our normal. 
Well, we're here to tell you what our normal is. Life, love, country music, and two brothers traveling on the road together year-round while sharing an Airstream together just outside of Nashville. Sit back and enjoy the ride as we take you on a journey throughout the country with the stories from yours truly. The The Brothers Brothers of the the Road. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the year was 2019. The day we embarked on the incredible adventure of the Bristol Run was September 19th. And leading up to September 19th, we had played at a place called the Dirty Dick Saloon in Belmont, Nevada, to about nine people. So people used to hire us for a private party about once or twice a year. Yep. And we would drive down there. The elevation was ridiculous, and we would all get sick every time we went. There was multiple times where I thought I was having heart attacks up there. Yeah, it's just it's It's high. It's higher than, like, the Rocky Mountains that John Denver sings about. <laughs> Probably not, but it felt like it. It felt like it was. And you know what? John Denver, never mind. Uh, Too soon. Anyway. The point is, we're down there. We leave Dirty Dick Saloon. I had gotten the bright idea before this trip to talk to Mason about going on the road with us. Matt was strongly against the idea due due to room in the truck. Cole is not getting into the depths of Mason Martinez. Mason Martinez happens to be the son of Joseph and Michelle Martinez. Which are Hiawassee legends. They certainly are. They host a weekly party called Whiskey Wednesday. And it's pretty legendary, the parties that take place there. I lost $500 on a, on a arm wrestling match at there on Mason Martinez. He lo- I bet it 500 on him, and he lost. That's okay. That don't make him bad. Which kind of makes me want... No, that, you know what? That was pre... When he went on the road with us, that was before. Otherwise, we wouldn't have t- taken him. I mean, $500 is a lot of money to lose on a gamble like that. I think so. Anyways, Cole was dead set that Mason Martinez was going to be this band's new manager. And we had done gotten drunk one night together and talked about it. Yeah, and Mason was looking for a new career. He was. So he, he quit. I think he was working for his dad, Joe. He was. And he and said, he said quit. hey, take this job and shove it. Boom, boom. And then Joe kind of did. <laughs> That's Joe, what I think he did. I mean, Joe. Joe was all about it. Yeah, Joe said, go out there. Explore the world. Uh, and Joe, Michelle, yeah, he was on the road. I mean, he found his new profession. Yes, he did. So I didn't want to take him because I said, there's just there's no room in this truck. The power, uh, last the power stroke that broke. Yeah, power stroke that broke only had, really, it truly only had enough for max five people. But we decided to throw up that old middle center seat console. slash center console and make a seat. And so there was, I was driving, or Kelly, and Cole. I can't remember who was in the front. Are you, man? In the middle. It. Who was it? When it start, when the trip started, it was you driving, Mason in the middle, me in the passenger seat, Kelly in the back, Kevin Skirla. Yeah. Who else? Caleb. Oh my God, Caleb was on that. God, we were just with Kevin and Caleb. We just talked about it. Two hours ago. Caleb, of course he was on that trip because yeah. we're going to get to some funny, we got some amazing footage from that trip. Yeah, it's going to be good. I, I really specifically remember Kevin Skirla had this hot, hot, hot coffee filled to the very top of the cup and somehow you could go 158 miles an hour around a racetrack and Kevin Skirla could not spill one drop of that coffee. He was so steady-handed. You remember that coffee would be like dancing in the cup, and it'd never spill. Oh, yeah, no, that's that's the magic of Kevin. Kevin, Kevin yeah. does crazy things. He's a, he, yeah. 
he's very good with gravity. He is. Yeah, very gravitational. We laughed a lot about that. Yeah. I want to get us to Bristol. Let's get Because to that's where things start getting a little off kilter. Well, let's get the drive to Bristol because on the drive to Bristol, remember you we all decided we were going to wear those black outfits and you forgot yours. And then we had to stop at that, that crazy guy's, his his like boutique store in Knoxville oh, or something. Yeah, he's not a crazy guy. There's lots of pine cow. Oh, he dresses wild. Well, he's a wild dresser. Yeah. But so am I. And I thought, you know what? Let's go down to Lonesome Pine Cones, and yep. I'm going to buy a, gosh, I don't even know who made that shirt, but I it was know. nice. And then I ended up, uh, it got shredded somehow. Yeah. Uh, that shirt would have fit me now. Uh-huh. That was a beautiful shirt. Anyway, we go down there. We made a quite, it was a quite a little drive over there to get it. And it I, I think all. it's $180 shirt. Yeah. And, uh. Because I remember thinking, I cannot believe I'm having to spend every dollar I'm going to end up making this trip on this shirt. Yeah. And uh, I bought the shirt. We got down there. Uncle Jerry, Aunt Rosie, Stan and Jan, which are Mason's grandparents and uncle and aunt, yeah. all came down, drove a motorhome down. They came down to get wild. And they came to party. Winona Judd was on that show. Uh, Jim Lauderdale. Jim Lauderdale, Marty Stewart. Oh, we'll get to Marty. Uh and Zephaniah Hora, there was a ton of bands. Zephaniah Hora called us up once we got there, and he he goes, "Man, is is there any way that I could just use all your equipment?" So, I didn't know they didn't have backline at this gig, and so we're of course you can, yeah, you know. And but we're like, "But Zeph, you got to get it back to us because you know, like the minute you get done, we have to be setting up for a show, yeah, that's going to start like thirty minutes from your end time." But the biggest issue of the show was that. They were supposed to have golf carts. That was the thing. They had told it. They had sent us emails. Yeah. Don't worry. They said, don't worry about walking and this and that, because we're going to have people running around these golf carts, and they're going to get you from Move your equipment. A to B all over this big, like, big Huge festival. festival. Well, Marty Sturt got there, and I happened to think some people got a little bit starstruck Star- over oh, Marty. Oh, they were starstruck over Marty when he showed up. Yeah. Which, it, I mean, a dude comes to town wrapped up in a scarf around his neck and a Manuel suit. With and rock and roll with hair. With rock and roll hair. Come on. Playing a Fender Telecaster. Owned by Clarence White. Gets a little crazy. Yeah, it does get crazy. And so there was no golf carts for, I, I really, I'd like to say it was for us, but there wasn't any golf carts oh, for anybody. Oh, shit. There wasn't anybody had a golf cart. Somehow Except Marty, he had like 15 of them. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody in Marty's band, it felt like, had their own personal golf cart fleet. and little go- gopher running around with them. And a little fleet of golf carts. Had a fleet. Cousin Kenny, Professor Scruggs. They all had their own. They all had their own golf carts. But you know what the Reese brothers didn't have? A not, golf not cart. A damn golf cart. We didn't have a golf ball. <laughs> we didn't have a golf club. Yeah. We didn't have nothing. We had our Lamborghinis. Yeah. And we had to walk those th- that equipment and help Zeph when we got it back. Zeph was roughly one mile away from, from where we, we had to was play. Insane. So he had to... He had to walk all of our equipment a mile up the road. So we check into our motel, who... It was a nice motel. It was a really nice place. BR it wasn't five, a motel. It was, it was a hotel. It was a hotel. BR549 was also staying there, uh, which... Yeah. Which... Mason was a hot-tempered cat, and I dug it. I dug what he's laying down, because we're a little hot-tempered ourselves. So when you get a bunch of people together, and they start feeling off of one another, well... One of the members of the band, one of the bands at the festival, uh-huh. uh, 
decided to talk about, oh, the Hillbilly Express just rolled into town. Because we were wearing our, our, our custom-made suits by uh, by Bobby Smart. Yeah, we had a custom, couple custom-made bell-bottom suits that were yeah. rust orange. Modeled after Waylon Jennings' suit. And Not he Elvis. said the Hillbilly Express just showed up. And maybe, like said, yee-haw or something. And Mason fly. wasn't a fan of that. No, what did he say? He said, yeah, nice converses, Chuck. And <laughs> and we're in the parking lot at this point, and I'm about and to. it's late. Oh, it was late. late. We'd already done our show. It was like 2 in the morning. And I'm all about it at we this point. Also, I'm like. No, we had also went to that IHOP, and we I, we went like IHOP hopping. Uh-huh. With, with the, and we went back to those people's hotel. We went back to, to uh, what should we call its hotel, remember? And we played music. Oh, my gosh. I do. I do remember that now. We went back to this little other hotel yeah. and sat in the lobby and played some guitar for people because they asked us, some people that were at our show asked us if they would do After that. After the IHOP. After IHOP. After so, IHOP. And we obliged. So anyway, uh, we got out. One of the singers of the bands playing the festival made fun of us for being hillbillies, and then Mason got super pissed. Yeah, he And he's like, yeah, nice. This guy was in Converse's, and he was making fun of us about being wannabe cowboys. And uh-huh. Mason's like, yeah, nice Converse's, Chuck. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you're a real hot shot, aren't you, Chuck? Nice tour bus there, Chuck. And Chuck was in a, a Sprinter van. Yeah, it wasn't Chuck a bus. wasn't in a tour bus. And so Mason decided he would have a little heyday making fun of Chuck. Yeah. And uh, and then Chuck kind of got a little hesitant after that and kind of reclused back into the sprinter. Yeah. And Mason's like, yeah, come on out, Chuck. Chuck. And then Chuck didn't want a part of Mason. So I was like, yeah, nah, let's go in. Chuck wasn't, he wasn't doing his thing. So we went in and. And then he sat there and he watched Mason, you know, tr- trying to get into the back of the rig and re- repetitively uh, kept trying to open up the back window until he shattered it out. Until he caught the back window on a on a snare drum that I had back there and literally shattered the entire back glass. And he was just like... And cut his hand. Shit. Remember him cutting his hand because he had yeah. to wrap his hand up. Yeah, which added to the goonness yeah. of, of him. And we were going somewhere. It was freezing that night when we left there. That's uh, getting ahead of the story. But the window being shattered definitely had a negative effect on, effect on, on the trip. On, on the trip. Anyway... I digress. I digress. Anyway, so that was day one. And then day two, we decided to go out and see the sights that Bristol has to offer. We get in the power stroke that broke, and we go driving around, and all of a sudden, I'm driving. I'm driving. And I I start screaming at this person. We're going up a hill, and this this car's, you know, it's, it's going like, 10 5 10 miles an hour up this hill which isn't working for matt and we, it's well, like we a were 35 running, we were actually on the way to the gig because we were running late yeah we weren't sightseeing we were hauling ass to a show yeah but we had been outside seating well maybe so but w- at this very moment we are trying to get to the show and we are being affected because roads are closed due to the yeah. festival and everything else and we know it by now that marty stewart has all the golf carts with him the golf carts are with marty yeah uh the Marty party. The Marty party had all the golf carts. So anyway, yeah. uh, Mac, all of a I start screaming, out. you son of a bitch, get out of the road. And then I look and I say, oh, dear God, that's got to be one of those Teslas because it's driving itself. It's like a 2009 Honda Accord. And I looked at Matt Ladies and go, are and you an idiot? It was not a Tesla. 
I, I, I'm a little bit, at the time I remember being a little bit annoyed that Matt, I'm thinking, is he trying to be an, is he being an idiot on purpose to be funny? Because right now there's a 2009 Honda that with no driver in it. And it's creeping uphill. And folks, you think we're lying. We got all the witnesses in the world. Even the lady that booked us on the festival was a witness of it. Yeah. And, and Chris, Chris Scruggs. <laughs> Uh, because guess what? The lady at the they festival showed up was in, with Chris Scruggs, yep, chauffeuring him around. Not in a golf cart. Oh, in a, a fancy nice, car. A nice fancy car for him. So uh, anyway, uh, I go, oh my God, Matt, stop the truck, stop the truck. And Matt goes, what? And I'm like, nobody's in the car. That ain't a self-driving said, automobile. That ain't not an autopilot vehicle. Stop the car. So Mason and I. We jump out of the out of our truck and we go to chase it. And I've got one hand on the door handle. It's a bird. It's a plane. Oh hell! It's a damn car that's gone crazy. I'm trying to get in the car so I can get it stopped because it's about to top a hill and go down and mow over hundreds of people in the festival oh, where the road is closed oh, off. There's a concert yeah. going on at the bottom yeah. of this hill. I'm like, oh no, it can't top the hill. Well, it tops a hill and it rips out of my hand. I'm like, well, let it go. I mean, everybody down here is going to die. And it veered off and head on had a head on collision with a parked vehicle. Yeah. With a lady was in it. A lady was in it. She was sitting in their car and parked on the side of the street. And boom, this young girl runs out of a house. I mean, already crying. Panic. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She was she was taking her grandmother and got the walker out, closed the trunk, helped her grandmother. Happen. Helped her grandmother into the house and left the car in drive. In gear. And it just slowly and steady, slow and steady won the race. I mean, <laughs> really going up a went hill. Up this hill, just creeping. And, uh, wasn't autopilot, folks. What so not? then at that point, then at that point, Sandy pulls up. Yeah, with Chris Scruggs. With, with Chris Scruggs. And she's like, what in the world is going on? Uh-huh. I'm like, Chris Sandy. Scruggs like, what's happening here? Yeah, I'm like, well, Chris. One hell of a car wreck what happened here. Yeah, there's been one big commotion going down. So anyway, nobody did get killed, but that was the start of the second day. Then we had a show that night. Oh, shit. And night two of Bristol. The sound was horrific. Horrible. It just was. Horrible experience. And we got up there, and, you know, Matt jumps to things pretty quick, and, uh, this particular night, he, uh, I was having problems with my vocals as well. We had had problems the night before with our sound too. Yeah. That's why I was so hot about night two. Uh, night two, they're using Yamaha club speakers. Well, listeners out there in podcast world, I owned a set of Yamaha club speakers. I know what they sound like. I'm not an idiot. Uh, and what I know is I can hear, I can, I can tell when the mid frequencies you know, there's bass, mids, and highs. And those mids, I have a very mid-range voice. So I need the mids turned back. Well, this guy tells me that he can't do that anymore for me. But he's being the most arrogant, cocky guy I've ever met about it. And there's always, there's a thing with sound guys where somehow a band can get their sound set right. And sound guys will sit there and argue, about, well, that's just, that is just in possible to make it sound like that yeah i promise you we i'm maxing out this fifteen thousand watt pa i have and you can hardly hear yourself but it's on max it's on max y'all yeah they don't want to turn you up and and they they know they have that control over you uh-huh. one night we had in vegas to get off topic we had a we had a, a 
sound person say that. So we said, oh, really? We'll just bring our own PA in. So we brought our own PA in. And somehow, we with a quarter of the wattage, we were three times louder than his 20,000-watt PA system he had there. Anyway. Okay, get back on. Uh, the sound man was being ridiculously rude, and Matt freaked out, but then Matt decided that he didn't want to deal with the problem. He was going to go out, and he was going to stress about it in the parking lot while I dealt with it. So he looks at me, and he goes, how's the sound for you? I try to be friendly to the guy. I said, you know, sir, and I, and I did. I said it just like that. I said, uh, you know, if if I'm being honest, it, it could be it could be better, but. You know, if if that's all we could got, then tell him what he said. Oh, he looked at me and he goes, don't come at me that way. <laughs> and I looked at him and at that point, that's when voices were raised. It was on like donkey cone. And I said, oh, whoa, whoa. I'm not coming at you in any way, buddy. I said, you don't you don't come up to me and ask a, a question. And then when I'm being honest with you, then you want to become super badass here and get in my face. So I was like, you can back up. We can go outside. Well, then he starts realizing that I'm not going to back down from Mason Stenton over there. Just watching it. He ain't involved. But this guy's getting a little scared. And he looks and he goes, you can tell your goon to, to get away. Oh, he's good. No, you shouldn't have said that because uh, Mason had a temper. And Mason goes. Who the f are you calling goon? And that was when this old boy started to retreat. And he's like, you need to tell him to go. And I said, no, answer him. I said, now you pissed him off. Why don't you tell him, tell him who you're calling goon? I'm not going to answer him. I said, go, go for it. And Mason's up in his face at this point, And he's getting real nervous. And he goes, I think we got off onto the wrong foot here. I said, oh, buddy, I said, we're off, we're long, far away from being off on the wrong foot. I'm pissed at you now. I was like, I've tried to be friendly with you. You've given me the shittiest sound I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And now you're, and now you're wanting to get into my face about something when I'm trying to be friendly to you. So we got into it. Yeah. And uh, he goes, well, I think we'll just have to agree to disagree. I said, I think that's probably the best thing for both of us to do is get away from one Let's another. Let's also not forget that he said, if you want to come back here and run your own sound, you can do it. And so then, you took him up on I it. I took him up on it. I said, and you know what? I said, that's what I said. Okay, that's a deal. Get behind the soundboard. I'll come back. I'll run our sound for tonight, and I'll get it set, and don't touch it again. Well, I can't let you do that, he said. Yeah, and I looked, and I said, well, don't start throwing people. stuff like that around if you can't <laughs> live up hot. to it. So anyway. At the end of the gig, he comes up to me, and you know what he told me? He said, I want to apologize. I want to buy you a shot of whiskey because when I have diabetes and when my sugar gets real low, he said, I've been working this festival all week. And he said, I, I haven't had a lot of time to eat. It was hot. And he said, well, my and sugar busy. gets And due low. to Marty Sturt stealing all the golf carts, the boy couldn't get no food. <laughs> he said, well, my sugar Marty gets like this. Marty, bring the boy this. a damn golf cart. When my sugar look, gets like this, I start to be quick on, <laughs> quick to react to things like I shouldn't. And I want to apologize because you, you were my favorite band this trip. And I want it was to actually a shot a good show. And you know what I told him? You know what? What'd you tell him? You've heard this story before, Matt. I said, Hell, I was there. I lived it. I said, it. I want to buy you a shot of whiskey. So I ended up buying him a shot of whiskey, and we ended up making up and becoming pretty friendly with one another by the end of the night, and it was super fun. We'd like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Tough Coat, in Bentonville, Arkansas. With over 20 years of experience, they continue to keep a total commitment to customer satisfaction. Tough Coat is the only place to go for your spray-in bed liner, custom tumbler cups, and waterproofing. 
Go visit toughcoatbentonville.com or call 479-715-6039 and schedule your appointment today. Tell them the Reeves brothers sent you. And then a random group of brothers came up to us, and they sang every bit as good as Alabama. Oh, they did. The Alabama band. And they told us, they said, we're three brothers, and we can really sing. <laughs> and, and we didn't believe them. And then they said, the time to tell you how good they are. Um, um, there's only two they, of us. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, you need that other third part. And then they yeah. went into, like, something, will the circle be unbroken or amazing grace or something. It was, it was kind of I think of that a, I saw, I, I remember seeing a tear come to Mason Martinez's eye. Oh, I thought you were saying you remember kind of an angel, like, flying over. No. Over. Just a little tear coming out of Mason's eye. It Which, touched him. It, it, Bristol was wild. We got, the last day we just, it was pretty anticlimactic. It was anticlimactic. And then, uh, so then we ended up, we got into the power stroke that broke, and the power stroke broke. If you remember, that was the trip, because I said, I cu- that was when I signed up for AAA. I'm like, whoa, we're getting ready to break down. I'm going to sign up for AAA. But we didn't, and we got our fuel filter changed at that little mechanic shop. Do you remember that? Uh, no, I take that back. They sprayed out the uh, the air filter. Yeah, I kind of do remember. They cleaned out oh, the I air filter remember, because yeah. it was having problems starting. Yeah. And then it started again. I said, oh, the air filter. Yeah, that must clogged. have been it. But no, we took tracked her on into Houston. Well, yeah, we, we started heading into Houston. But if you remember, we had to... I thought we went to Nashville. We did go to Nashville because we had the scoreboard with mm-hmm. with everybody. And I feel like that Kevin Skirla picked up a steel guitar while he was there. No. He did. He did. He bought that steel guitar. Remember we went out to that guy's house? Oh, man, that wasn't that trip. I feel like it was. Lord, no, that was much later he got that. No, fender. you're right. We went out to, no, what happened is we went out to that weird pedal steel yeah, shop. Yeah, we went to the to the shop, but he didn't get anything. We're going to get an episode about pedal steel players because genuinely, at every pedal steel player's heart, they're 85 to 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And every one of them will admit that to you. It, nothing really happened in, in Nashville that trip. We oh, all... no, what happened in Nashville is that I called up. Uh, we were dealing with a little kind of, you know, we, we've had our run-ins with this gentleman. It will be unnamed, but a show promoter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we have done several shows, but it's always kind of under some, you know, shady circumstances. Like, uh, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. What's yeah. happening here? Uh, some false promises. And so I called him up and I said, hey, man, we're in Nashville. You know, we're heading that way because somebody called us up and said, hey, this show that you all have in Houston. There's another there's band another playing, band playing at the there. bar that night. We're like, no, no, it's no, us. Like, no, We've it's had this book for a long time. Yeah. So I call him up and he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I just I double booked the thing. Well, it's about the fourth time he's double booked us. And so we're so, pretty upset about it. I, yeah. Now, folks, we're talking $600 jobs from Nashville. Oh, yeah. I mean, w- w- there's six people in a truck, and we're going to drive from Nashville, Tennessee, to Houston, Texas for $600, and we're upset about getting canceled on. Oh, well, yeah, and the whole Bristol run only paid for all three nights, and full transparency paid $3,000 for all, all six of us to go up there. Yeah, six people for three nights. So the run for about six days was going to be 3600 for six people just know when you're going to watch your little local bands that are that are traveling through it's small venues these people aren't making a whole lot of money no they're they're out trying to get their name out and meet people and and have a little respect for and them. i feel like that this podcast is good to lay out some transparency for people yeah because like, i'm this, not a, this i'm is an the open pay yeah open book here i mean we we've played for we've played for ten thousand dollars a night and we've played for tips recently yeah i mean like one like like 
sometimes like one night <laughs> one night is five grand and the next night is 150 yeah you yeah know? Or, or it'll be playing an arena filled with 7,500 people, and then the next night it'll be somewhere in the middle of Arizona playing for 12 people. Yeah, I mean, no one there. We have an odd musical career, friends. We we take it in on last minute. We call we call a guy, and we're going to leave him unnamed too. Yeah, we call we call a guy and his wife, and we're like, hey, do you know anybody in Houston that can give us a gig? And they said, well, we know a place that'll that'll book you. Oh, the track shack. And it'll only pay $300, but we'll match it. But they said, we'll match it. So you'll get And this gentleman had always been super good to us. He had booked us before, and he had also, anytime we needed rooms, he would come through and he'd get us, like, nice, nice rooms Mm -hmm. at the Omni Hotel. Yeah. Like, super nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, real nice That's also another one of those things where one night you'll be staying at a Motel 6, and the other night you're staying at at a $600 hotel. Yeah, you never know. You never know, friends. Never know what you're going to get. Life's like a box of chocolate, folks. Truly. So, anyway, we get down there. We do the Track Shack gig, which was, if I recall, a good good time. It was a damn good gig. Uh, a lot of fun. We sold some merch. Mason sold some merch for us. Uh, Mason wasn't even making money except off of merch sales. He yeah. was getting a percentage of the merch. But some nights making more money than we were. 100%. We, uh, that same run, we also went and played up in San Antonio. That's where that crackhead, remember the crackhead We had to call 911 on a lady uh, that was on meth, and she was like, gonna, I mean, wanting my jacket. She yeah. goes, I want your jacket. And I'm like, well, you can't have my there was jacket. A, there was a meth pipe out there. She was all hopped oh, up. She's she, kind of like. <laughs> uh-huh. And she was like, claw on my window. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So I locked the doors and I called Sweetheart, claw your face, not my window. Get out of here. Well, you know? I just didn't. I was getting nervous. Yeah. She ended up breaking into a car that night, remember? Yeah, she broke into a car that night. Yeah. Uh, we had to call the police on her. Uh, but we leave. We leave. The Lonesome Rose. And that is the night that the power stroke. Truly. We are, we are about a mile from a gas station and all of a sudden the truck just stops. Dies. And I'm like, we're out of gas and the gas gauge is reading wrong. Uh huh. Simple as that. Uh, because we've been known to run the gas gauge down to where it, it would be, you know, if the reader was a little off, we could be out of gas. Maybe. So I got out and I walked, it was what, 3 a.m. at this time probably? Yeah. Probably three or four in the morning. So I got out with Kelly. Yeah. And Mason had to use the restroom, so he came with us. Kevin Skrilla was no longer with us. No. He was back home at the island. He was, yeah. He, he was, was waiting for us. He had a gig that night. Yeah. So. He came on waiting. I, I walked a mile to get the gas. And I bought the gas. I walked it back a mile, and it did not fix the problem whatsoever. No. So at that point, we had a little can of ether. <laughs> Yeah, we Starting did. fluid. Somebody said just sh- shoot it inside of that thing. But, you know, a truck will get addicted to that. Yeah. It really will. Oh, and that's I a thing. That like, diesel did. trucks will get addicted to starting fluid where they only want to start with starting fluid. So uh, I sprayed it in there, and it, and it started up, and then it died back. Mm-hmm. So we discovered that night if you kept your foot on the throttle— you could never take your foot off the throttle. Even at red light, you just hold the brakes and just, yeah, hold the brake just keep and enough r- gas going to it. Going through it. And then let off the brakes. Yeah. So we got it on home. After several times we messed up and let it die, and we'd have to, I'd have to jump out and spray it at a red light and get us going again. Yeah. So we made it back to the island, and that was the trip that we all flew. Caleb flew to California from Houston, Texas. Mason flew to Arkansas. 
me and Matt and Kelly all flew back to Arkansas. On $29 airlines, airline flights. And left the truck in Houston. Left it. But I feel like there was... Did Mason go on another run with us after that? Uh, Like with the Jesse Daniel show? Yeah. 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 Or was that that same trip? No, it wasn't that same trip. He came back out with us. Oh, no, no, that was that same it trip. It had to be that trip. Because the Mama Tried thing was right before the night we went to San Antonio. Yep. So the night before San Antonio when the truck broke down, we played uh, Dallas at Mama Tried's. And, and things got damn wild that night. All, all of a sudden, I see Jesse Daniel run off the stage. And we say, oh. and I, what did I do, Huggy Dude? At that time, Jesse Daniel had like a damn brand new Sprinter van. Oh, God, it was nice. It was real nice. Yeah, it was a nice new black Mercedes Sprinter van. And I saw him dive off a stage with some bad intentions. And that's when I, I mean, I, you just don't let a buddy go down on his own. No. So then that's when I jumped up and I hauled out, outside. And everybody else um, started realizing stuff was going on. Matt ran out there. Big John ran out there. Yeah. Uh, and we're all out there, and there's a group there's of guys the, uh, out there trying to break into the van. Yeah. Like prying the door open. And trying to get into Jesse's stuff. And then they start, like, shouting some stuff out. And I realize things are about to, it's about to get Wild West out here. Get nasty. Uh, so, yeah, then I, you know, then we kind of got that de-escalated and then we stuck around to make sure Jesse got out all everything loaded up and out okay. Yeah. And, uh, and hung out for a little while. But that, that trip was, it was a wild trip, ladies and gentlemen. And then that, that, that Mason was done after that. He was done. That was his like one, two week trip. Yeah. And he knew. This this right now this is too wild. This is too wild for Mason. I'm gonna get into some serious stuff. I'm gonna go back to Hawassi. Uh Mason before he ever went out, we had big plans for Mason. Mason yeah. was gonna be our booking agent too. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You have got the first phone call that Mason made. I do. Let, let's play we're gonna play. Uh, we made Mason call somebody before we ever left on this trip to make his first phone call to try to get because, us. Because ladies booking. and gentlemen, this is how the Reeves brothers this is how they were running their show. Hey, this is Mason with Martinez Booking, and I was calling just to to uh, see some dates if you wanted to book uh, the Reeves Brothers. Uh, let me know, 479-640-3099. Give me a call back. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Mason He's was a giving wild it good. Yeah. He was giving it all he got. trying to make that, that 20%. First, that was his first call. Yeah. Uh after that the band kind of took a break because we didn't have a vehicle yeah it was also it was the winter time at that point yeah that this this started in september and uh yeah i don't know it, it it was it was by now like yeah it was starting to get cold and we were like well people ain't booking booking stuff anyway so we'll just go home and we'll uh we'll just kind of hang around family and we stayed home till january we stayed home until January. And you know? that's when we went to Meridian, Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. And Meridian is a, that's a whole episode within itself because it's always. Well, and Caleb was gone till January. Caleb was gone. I mean, Caleb was our roommate. I didn't even was know it... if Caleb was going to come back. 
No, and then we flew him into the Tulsa. We're like, dude, we got shows coming up. You got to get back. You're either coming back or you ain't. So Caleb. Okay. Man, all right, I'll, I'll come out. So we pick him up at the Tulsa airport, and we leave for Meridian, Mississippi. And that was about the play meridian mississippi january 30th because i think that night we were on or the, or the night before we were on tom's show we, we got on, on local tom news shows. we went and was that the trip that we played the high school it was yeah we went and we we went out to 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 do a uh to do a show for high schooler kids that were all on the like states they were state champion skeet shooters at the shooting club it was hunt, i think the hunting club well, maybe. Maybe it was a shooting I club. I think it was just a shooting club. I don't think that. I mean, maybe they hunted in their personal time. I know that we showed up in, in a classroom. <laughs> full of teenagers. Full of teenagers. And the first kid that said a word in the middle of our show, we started. Matt goes, before we ever walked in, Matt goes, I mean, I don't know what kind of. We're playing at a high school for high schoolers. What do we start off with? I said, just stay here and drink by Merle Haggard. They asked a band that plays traditional country music to come sing for their kids. What are we going to do? Do you want us to sing the wheels on the bus go round and round? Hell, I don't know that. Uh, Before we get it out, there's this kid, and it looks like he's done a lot of shooting in his day. Well, everybody in Meridian, Mississippi, looks like they've done a lot of shooting in their day. But he yells, hey, play some dinosaur. He wanted Hank. You get a Mississippi, them kids, they love they're it. Growing, they're they're, they're growing up right. good stuff. Yeah, that's right. So at that point, I said, hey, man, these ain't high-heeled sneakers. And it sure don't look like cowboy boots. Yeah. We went into it. And uh, it. Brent boy, Gully was, loved it. That was an odd trip. And I remember Kelly and Caleb just kind of sat there. <laughs> they just like, sat there with their hands Well, this is funny. Like, this is kind of odd. Yeah, and then we took our picture. We took a picture with them. They put it in the local newspaper. And we've got that picture, too. We do. You know what? It was a good run. You know what we need to do? We need to make an Instagram post with everything, with the pictures from what we're talking about. Yeah. Just to just to show you so you guys can go on our Instagram, the Reeves Brothers, and, and, and you'll see a, a post of different videos and pictures. Yeah. 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 Uh, that, yeah, that pretty well sums up the Bristol run, though. The Bristol run, losing Mason, Caleb finally comes back, and and we get back to touring, and now it's January thirtieth, twenty twenty. And so you know guys, what's coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll get to that episode too. Yeah, the old pandemic episode. Yeah, took us out of work. Yeah, you right. No, you right. Uh, I I, I want to. Can I just before we end this episode, I want to thank Tough Coat. Yes, in please. Bentonville, Arkansas, because these people right here, they have done everything that they can possibly do to keep this podcast running, keep the wheels moving on uh, for the band, and they continue to help us out. So please take that trip over to toughcoatbentonville.com. That's T-U-F-F coat, C-O-A-T, bentonville.com, or call 479-715-6039 and schedule your appointment for Spray-in bed liners, custom tumbler cups, and waterproofing. They do it all, and they've got 20 years of experience, which is 20 years more than anybody else I know in Northwest Arkansas. Damn. They are right. the place to be. Go get your bed liner, custom tumbler cups, or waterproofing, and tell Jeff we said hello, and we love him when you go in there. Yeah. Everybody, that's the episode. We hope you have enjoyed it. Uh, because these are, you know, these are stories that, like, I don't think people get to sneak peek what, what, you know, traveling bands do. We were out tonight with Summer Dean, and Summer Dean has lost the air in her van. She made a post about it, and yeah. people don't see that. I mean, they there's a crew the that. I mean, there's T Bone. 
Ponder's out there with and them. And it's hotter than hell. Muskrat, Kevin, Caitlin, uh, Summer. There's six people in that van that it's are hot. that are traveling hot. Uh, uh, for essentially in the real world, nickels and dimes to bring traditional country music to people that, that actually care about it. And, and they're out there working their ass off every day. Yeah. Uh, day in it. I mean, Summer is, I mean, she's setting up her merch, doing shows. I mean, it's roots and it, it it's, it's authentic. And she's one out there. One handshake at a time. Yeah. She's doing it one handshake at a time the same way that we are and, and a lot of artists are. And, dealing with things like that when you're on the road it's hard to you can't just people think that you can just shut down i guess and go get your van fixed you can't you got to move on unless it's something that you physically cannot get to your next show you just throw a water bottle all over yourself and roll your windows down and t-bone was telling me to get ac t-bone was telling me tonight that mike and the moon pies lost their ac in their van in the middle of death valley and it was 113 out there now cole and i have been out in death valley friends when it was 100 remember when it was 123 and it is hot out there and he said that they all just went into that gas station that was out there and they bought they each bought their own bag of ice and they wrapped it in their arms and trucked through the death valley desert that makes me get it lightheaded uh-huh yeah because i know how hot it it is and when it gets down to that hot and it's a dry heat it's like you can't breathe it's just Mm -hmm. It's thin, heated air. Oh, no. I mean, we broke down there before. We burned oh, our brakes yeah. out there one time. We burned our brakes out there. Had to get a tow truck yeah. to come all, all the way from Pahrump, which We've is already 100 told and something story. miles. Yeah. We told them the last episode. I know. But and it's, it's it, yeah, it's hot. That's a reoccurring story now. We we, we have trucked it many times. That valley's hot. I was telling T-Bone about when we lost our air, how we didn't have it for months in that power stroke, and finally you just kind of went half crazy around Tulsa, and you're like, stop the truck! <laughs> I'm going to fix the air right now! And you just went to beating on shit inside of the truck, and, and you didn't fix it. We had to get home finally, and you were like, oh, it's the blower. The truck was fixed that day. I don't. I don't remember it. Being Absolutely. Then it went out about two hours later, and it was a blower motor. Then it was a relay at first that Kelly and I switched. It was fixed for on the side of the road. Minutes, friends. We stopped at an auto zone. We changed it on the side of the road, or well, in an auto zone parking lot. Whatever. It was hot, and it broke immediately after that. And, and then, it broke. And then Caleb, minutes later. Then Caleb Morgan, forever later. He fixed it. He fixed it. We also in the choo-choo the air went out. We didn't have air in the choo-choo when Joe Swopes took the choo-choo back. He had to get well, no, the air that, something called the squirrel cage. <laughs> yeah. Now, there yeah. is a part on it, I believe, unless that's something Joe Swopes came up with. <laughs> you know, which called, that could be. Called the squirrel cage. And the squirrel cage went out in the choo-choo express. And we didn't have, I mean, Caleb did, was on a whole run through Texas. We didn't have that air conditioning for, for probably, oh, uh, like, better part of the time we owned the van. Yeah. Yeah, so anyways, y'all just keep those people in your thoughts and your prayers because we're all trying to just hump and get it to keep traditional country music alive. You know how they can help? How can they help? You can go to patreon.com slash the Reeves Brothers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got the Patreon, y'all. Make sure to you go over there. You can go as little as $3 a month to help us out, and yeah. it keeps this podcast moving. It keeps the wheels on the bus moving. Going round yeah. and round. And when I say bus, I mean whatever 
car or truck we can get our hands on to get us to the next gig yeah. so just just consider that and if you can't help we sure appreciate it and make sure if y'all have enjoyed the podcast share it with just one person because it helps more than you know and leave a review leave a review because that also helps more than you know that like shoots it out to more places more people that are hearing us and uh the listeners are going up every week they really are yeah they are so y'all are helping us and uh we love you all. Thank you all for tuning in today. Going out there. Sorry. Cole went crazy. It's late. It's late. It's three in the morning here, y'all. And uh, the brothers of the road, we're getting ready to hang up the hat and call it a night, y'all. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. Until next week, keep on trucking. Take us out. We're brothers of